<laughs> well, the red light's on. It is. Is the red light on? Red light. Red light's on. Oh, where I go. Welcome, everyone, to the episode two podcast of Campfire, a podcast with Nick, Joe, and Keith. Here we be. The red light is on. So what is today? Today is March 3rd. Thanks for joining us. March March, 3rd, Cinco de Marcho. Exactly. It would be Trace. Trace. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Trace D. Mark. So, going off of our topics list, it's still a good we have to kick it off. Uh, this is Keith. So, let's kick it off, uh, Nick, with a work ethic in modern society. Or the lack thereof. Yeah. That's well, a better statement. <laughs> correct. It, you know, and work ethic is entirely relative to, I think, where you live. And, um, you know, when you live in a big metropolitan area, it's a lot different than living out here in the country where I do. Uh, you know, of course, I grew up where, uh, you know, you could make it in the world, you know, by the sweat on your brow, a little bit of hard work, a little bit of elbow grease. And you could make it in the world, but, you know, that way anymore. Um, And maybe that's got something to do with the economics of the world, and that's a debate for another time. But um, I guess my main point with this, you know, I've had, Numerous debates on social media with many people. Yes, we know all about your social media debates. Are you even allowed to debate on social media anymore, Nick? No, no, no. Might as well let the viewers know. 15, I think 15 or 16 30-day bans from Facebook in a row one on social media. How long is that after? Mark Zuckerberg is like... Uh, usually it's two to three weeks, and then I'm out again. <laughs> Can I call it that? So, um, but I, 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 this kid thought I was calling him lazy because I was trying to explain to him how work ethic is relative, and I did. I wasn't calling him lazy, but if you work 35 hours a week and I work 65 hours a week, what do you want me to call you? You want to complain that you don't have enough of this or that and you need help in this way or that. You only work 35 hours this week. You haven't made enough money. If you aren't happy with where you are, work more hours. Get out there and want it. It's not about hard work. I don't expect everybody to go out there and pour fucking concrete. Oh, you know, there concrete. are those of us in the world who can do that. But there's there's all kinds of ways you, you can go out and make more money. You know, there's accountants that, you know, grind away 16, 17 hours a day. 
they're working. That's an incredible work ethic. You know, well, they've I never mean, achieved you, you anything do, in you life. You do have a point that goes back to the the idea that you first laid out here with you used to be able to get by by the sweat on your brow and the calluses on your hands and in rural America you still can do that well and just about anywhere in America you still can do that but to your also to your point of it's a lot harder you only work 35 hours and I worked 60. Well, there there's a caveat there that makes me want to say there's a lot to be said about efficiency. And I'm not saying that people that work 60 hours a week aren't efficient. They're busting their asses making this money. Maybe they're being absolutely 100 well, nobody's 100% efficient, but maybe they're being 92% efficient every day. And the, and that leads them to be able to work 35 hours a week. Hell, some weeks I only work 35 hours a week. I don't get paid by the hour. Doesn't matter to me, but in the end. But you can make that. And you're, you're, you're making it on that. And if that's, I mean, if you can make it on 35 hours a week, yeah, you're winning. You know, you know 65 hours a week because I'm a farmer. Right. I think a lot. Well, of this the- makes me think of. Oh, go ahead, Keith. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to kick in there saying that, you know, the work ethic is still coming back to where we used to have it, to where our word is our bond. Our word of kicking ass and doing shit that we need to get done is that now we yeah. have people that yeah. are more sedative and not wanting to do the work that needs to get done. You got to do your chores to fucking have fun. For Otherwise, sure. You're For be sure. Beating your head against the wall, not yeah. getting the shit done mm-hmm. because you well, this, didn't this is, this is a big problem with the postmodernist ideologies in society. It, it's that nobody, there are, there are a lot of people in that are participating in our workforce these days that um, don't know the meaning of giving your life meaning. And the meaning of life for me, and I, I this is a Jordan Peterson thing, so I might go off here a little bit. Uh, it, the meaning of life is to mitigate the suffering in your own life and we figured out a damn good way to mitigate suffering work hard I like that. do your chores clean your room make your bed keep your and do clean. a little bit better than you did yesterday exactly i still need to borrow that book from you man dude it's I keep wanting to read it so bad. It's really life changing. I even got my wife to read it and she's like, Holy shit. Damn. He's talking about me. And you know, Jordan Peterson's audience is usually males, but it's really for everyone. Well, and especially like how he used to say that, you know, that he's predominantly getting males because they're on YouTube because 
males are usually YouTube on YouTube for sure for sure right and that's just how the the demographics roll but I mean the message resonates with everybody if they care to listen and heed it and work hard at what you're good at and make sure it's valuable to somebody right if you can put it in 35 or 60 hours a week do it and again about quality Right. Like, don't half-ass the shit. You can half-ass some shit, but for the most part, you really can't. Like, Nick, if you half-ass farming, yeah, shit's gonna get fucked up. If you half-ass a machine... You got shitty fields, I mean... It ain't gonna make it too far, is it? I mean, hell, the weather. But is, I think farming you know, is, is, fish, is one of those. What you said about that. We're all talking over each other with the red light on. <laughs> it's because I had a horrible lag. Yeah, you do. You have yeah. a really bad lag. Are you on your Wi Fi or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I am on Wi-Fi. I'm not on 5G. It might be faster if I was on my 5G. Yeah. Turn your Wi-Fi off. My Wi-Fi is 5G. Yeah, but you're also streaming video on your TV through your Wi-Fi. So for all the listeners, we're giving a tech lesson here. Mind your connections yeah. and your mind your I'm mind your connection me. loads here. They're the tech guys. <laughs> Keith's the tech. They're guy. telling me I, I I should probably you should probably just turn your Wi-Fi off on your phone. Yeah. It might disconnect me from the call, but I'll be back. I don't think it will. No, I don't think it will. At most, it's on a bleep for a second. It's going to be wonky for a minute. Yeah. I think it sounds good now. Okay, now we're back. (laughs) Okay, am I still lagging? No, I think you're not. I don't know, maybe a little bit. Not as bad. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, back to our point on work ethic and efficiency. It just brings up a point of reference here at the shop today had a Ford Explorer needed a water pump needed to be done quick needed to be done cheap and I said oh, I'll, I'll I'll hit it here and they said well how long do you think it'll take I said I don't know give me like two hours I guess like no way and an hour and 45 minutes later the thing was running and they were all sharp like, how could you get that done that quick? How'd you know how to do that that quick? Well, one, I've done it before, okay? And you do one water pump, you figure it out. It's They're all about the same. But uh, that experience also builds quality. Exactly. Speed and, and quality. Value. Speed and quality together is value. Mm-hmm. For and sure. that is what will make you successful being 
a mechanic, the combination of the two. But, you know, a lot of that is repetition. And you do it a few times, you learn how to do it. But, you know, in the mechanics world, we operate off a of flat rate. And that means somebody somewhere in this world sits down and says, well, you know, we're going to say it'll take the average mechanic two hours to do a water pump job on this vehicle, this make model year of this vehicle. And uh, so then when you quote that job to the customer, you only have two hours that you can do it. That's all the manufacturer gives you to do it at your shop rate, whatever that should be, which should be, you know, honestly, it should be about a hundred bucks an hour right around there, maybe more. Um, so that's $200 in labor to do that water pump. That's a lot to me. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are. That's a lot. But we recently had a uh, a tractor that we had rebuilt, okay? Now, we could have taken it to the dealer, and they quoted us $25,000 to rebuild the engine on this old tractor. And the thing about taking it there is they got some young, real crack shot mechanics. They're good on new equipment, but this was an older tractor. So uh, we took it to a guy who's got a garage out back behind his house, works on shit on the weekends and evenings a little bit. And, uh, you know, he cranked that thing out in about a week and a half and had it back to us. And it is perfect. Perfect. Charged us $9,000 for the whole rebuild. Nice. Now that is incredible. Well, it's also a lot fucking less overhead. True. Perhaps, but they stand by their word. I mean, they came back, they, uh, there were a few leaks on the tractor, you know, they stood by their job and they did it at $15,000 less than the dealership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are you paying for going to the dealership? overhead for sure overhead warranty support and not even warranty support for that old fucking tractor they're trying to make enough money to support warranties on these new tractors that are breaking the fuck down that's what you're paying for you're paying for a name that's a big thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they but put that on the invoice that you get is going to say that dealership name Right, right. Thank you. I, I paid for John Deere, and believe me, I love my John Deere. You know, I'm all about it. But there's no value there. There's no work ethic there. In 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 my opinion, you go to the guy who actually did the job for nine thousand dollars. He's got all the work ethic. He's got all the experience. He's got all the value, and he wins the day. Capitalism wins again. Again, always, always oh, and forever until somebody comes up with something better. And I'm still sitting here waiting on that. And I don't think it's going to fucking happen. 
Sure as fuck ain't socialism or communism. Now, you want to talk about no no work ethic and no innovation and no value and just poor quality all around. That's what you'd get. Correct. You're going to pay for what you get. You want you want to cheap out and get cheap trade labor then you're going to get cheap product shoddy craftsmanship the way it is well putting an elephant in the room you also have people like the state of the union address saying hey you're just gonna charge people less for your items and it's like Okay, that doesn't work in any kind of sense whatsoever. The fuck ever. It doesn't work, especially when he's the one taxing the crap out of us. Right. You know, from the farmer standpoint, looking at this, you know, we produce a raw product, okay? And it's sold to the manufacturer, and the manufacturer processes it into a usable product that is then sold to the consumer through a chain store or something. You know, there's a whole chain of events that goes on there, but we're getting the raw end of the deal. Our prices in the past year, since Joe Biden has been in office, have tripled or quadrupled. Our cost of production is through the roof. When our profit margins are already just meager, absolutely meager. We're talking like a percent profit margin here or less. Right. So, uh, uh, for him to come out in the State of the Union address and say something like that is ridiculous. Yeah. What, price <laughs> controls? Are we, are we in the fucking 70s again? Yeah. Is that what we're going to do? Can you think of anything more socialist than price controls? Oh, yeah. Uh, mandating <laughs> health care on the... No! The, uh, yeah. Is the individual mandate back? No. Do we have the individual mandate again? No, the truckers are already heading to D.C. and Joe Biden folded before they got there. <laughs> Pissing right down his leg because he heard them Detroit's lined up on I-70, eastbound and down. Listen, he didn't piss down his leg because he's scared of the truckers. He pissed down his leg because he's a fucking incontinent octogenarian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Did he really shit Oh, what you got there? Some monkey shoulder? Yeah, we got uh, we got the monkey shoulder here tonight. But mm, that's did, good did, stuff. Did the president of the United States shit his pants in front of a foreign dignitary? There, I don't think there was any solids or liquids. I think it was just um, gas. Oh, well, that's actually hilarious when you think about it. I thought he did in front of the Pope. The Pope's dignitary because it's its own. Oh, that's right. He did subset. shit his pants in front of the Pope. 
Oh, God. I mean, I'm not one to judge. I shit my pants once a week. <laughs> hey, hey, but we've all had that I, one day at work when you just knew I got to go home and change clothes, all right? Don't ask me no fucking Yeah, but questions. when I shit my pants, it's when I'm by myself. When I'm around other people, I don't push that hard. Nah. Just got to let it ease out. A nice silent but deadly. I've got some fucking class. Don't act like you ain't crop dusted somebody in the middle of a Walmart. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I have, thought that's what you do to get when you better crop deals. Dust, you don't just bear down and fucking let her rip. Crop dusting is a fucking art form, it's sleek and stealthy. It's best when you can go into... not dropping a fucking deuce in your diaper in front of the Pope. (laughs) (laughs) It's best to do it in an elevator and then walk off and hit buttons on the way out and be like, see ya. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The liberal media really should have jumped in front of that story and passed it off as a crop dusting gone wrong because that would have been fucking great. (laughs) President crop dusted Pope. Yep. Um, yeah, another attack on farmers. Protesting <laughs> is bad for the environment. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I tell you what, though, Jesus. farmers do have it made because I seen a TikTok today of these guys in India and they were hauling liquid manure out to the fields and they had these hand dug holes about a foot wide and a foot deep. And they were riding on the back of this truck and they had the valve cracked open just a bit and that liquid manure was falling into a pan and they were using a cup to scoop the shit and put three scoops per hole as this truck drove down through between the rows. Oh, thank God for John Deere. If all I got to do is haul loads of corn back to the bin. 16 hours a day. At least I'm not riding on the back of a truck putting three scoops of shit per hole. <laughs> that. That's when you got it bad. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's that's what the, the good old-fashioned work ethic got us. <laughs> I will All the give... innovation to make John Deere allow you to haul. See, and, and here we are back to value again. I could be riding on the uh-huh. back of the truck, but a little bit of experience. We have value. I, I respect the hell out of that guy for doing that job because you got to do what it takes to get done. And believe me, I ain't making fun of him because there's plenty of times that I have been covered in shit. It wasn't. Three weeks ago, we was down here sorting some hogs, and I had one run up behind me, and it took me right to the ground in the hog pen. And I was rolling hog shit. Mm. So (laughs) it happens to all of us. Heck, a a month ago at this point, I was in underneath the house. My sewer line broke. I was crawling all up in that shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, and here we go. There's something else to add into this work ethic, the DIY, the do-it-yourselfers. And instead of calling a plumber, you decided to, I guess, man up and go dig in your own shit and fix it yourself. 
And bravo to you, because I'd probably call a fucking plumber. Oh, I ended up <laughs> doing that. Because <laughs> I couldn't get it done. But you tried. Oh, you fuck tried. it, dude. I have GoPro yeah, evidence. Yeah, you did try. And I kept offering, like, hey, man, you need some help. Call me. I don't want to wait in your shit, but plumbers are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it ended up that I had a whole lot of bullshit going on. 45 feet, it ended up of that cast iron or galvanized pipe or whatever the fuck that shit is. It had to come out because it split all the way. Well, you know, after 65 years, it's going to give up. Right. I would too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick of this shit. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, no, that's becoming a real common yeah. issue. Did they replace it with the uh, Schedule 40 green pipe? Yeah. Yeah. That shit's high dollar, though. But, it's worth I mean, it, though. It's probably going to last 4,000 years. Yeah. But I, I have clay out front, so I'm going to eventually have to I mean, replace that shit. Brother, I got clay tile running through fields all around here that's still holding up shit that my great granddaddy dug in by hand with a shovel fuck yeah now that's another point I keep going back to this work ethic thing but I always compare myself to my grandfather and his grandfather and oh yeah you know um you know, they lived through hard, hard times. I, My grandparents always talked about the Depression, and my grandmother was from Newfoundland. They grew up, you know, very meager, living in Newfoundland, and, you know, made do with very little. Now, anybody who visited my grandma and grandpa would think that they had it made, but, uh, you know, I know for a fact I I did their books. They lived on fifteen to $20,000 a year. Right next to nothing and uh they made it work and it was because they lived through the great depression and you know they made the sacrifices they needed to for their family and it's something that's lost in this world absolutely i will, will never forget my grandma who also grew up during the great depression she used to watch me when i was a little kid during the summer and not in school my parents would be at work <clears throat> and she would cook me lunch or whatever. And uh, if she used aluminum foil on a pan or something, when she was done with that aluminum foil, she would take a wet wash rag and she'd wipe the crumbs and oil off of it. And she would fold that shit back up and she would put it back in a drawer. Mind my grandma, what are you doing? We should, you should, why aren't you throwing that away? Well, that's still good. What do you mean? I'm not throwing that away. Boy, that that whole roll cost me 59 cents. What are you talking about? <laughs> Mine would do it with uh, Ziploc baggies. She would, my grandpa actually welded her like a drying rack that had like a bunch of hooks and stuff that would hold it open so it would dry from the inside out. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's a, a totally different culture. For those folks that grew up like that. And it doesn't even have to be during the depression. Just about anybody that grew up really poor. And thankfully, I mean, thankfully, but maybe not thankfully, I didn't grow up really poor. But a lot of people that grow up really poor, 
even in modern times, if they finally mitigate that suffering we talked about and become somewhat successful by their own modern standards, they still maintain those those habits of being resourceful and and thrifty and yeah, they, I mean it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. What else we got on this uh, list here? We covered uh, work ethic a little bit, but we kind of went off kilter here. That's you, okay. It all kind of. Did you want to talk about uh, the war on words? Is that what we're wanting to talk about now? Do we want to get into that? That's a big one. That's a big one. That's a deep one. That's a topic that's going to take a minute. Um, we can pull that into the next episode. Yeah, we spent a lot more here tonight. Let's do something, something a little lighthearted. Lighthearted. We got a little too serious here. So, uh, one thing that I wanted to bring was the the Russian tank running out of gas and the Ukrainian guy stopping (laughs) and saying, "Hey, you want to tow back to Russia?" Dude, I'm, link, I'm clicking that link. I want to hear that. I want to see that. There so, is been uh, great, great shots coming out of uh, Ukraine right now. Uh, you know, it's horrible. There are people dying. We shouldn't make light of this situation. But I do love seeing these Ukrainian farmers taking off with Russian military equipment behind their tractors. <laughs> oh, great. I love it, dude. If that ain't right up my alley. Well, and I also find it funny that, like, so many of the left, if you will, that I've seen recently, when Ukraine started giving all of their citizens armament mm-hmm. and said, here, help defend, they're all like, yeah, we should do that. And it's like, bitch, you're trying to take my shit from here. <laughs> like, right? what the fuck? Like, yes, I want a rocket-propelled grenade. Am I going to use it responsibly? Yes. And I'm going to have fun doing that. <laughs> but, we, need, we, we need to petition the, the Ohio Senate for, uh, I want to own a javelin. I want, I want a shoulder-mounted javelin rocket launcher right would, now. Jesus Christ. That would be insane. It's my constitutional right. I'm fine yep. with you having Abolish the ATF, <laughs> God damn it! I also <laughs> want an A-10. Warthog in in the backyard. I don't know how to fucking fly it, but I'll find a pilot and I'll hire him. And Nick, I, you I, and I, I are going to be the first two in the United States to own warthogs because I want one real bad. I, I don't really even need the plane. I just want the gun. The plane is built around. They cut I just the wing, want that gun. Tail fin off, and it's that's all that's left. <laughs> yep. That thing yep. Is, is 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 a is a. Seat on top of a gun with wings strapped to it, and the rest of it's a fuel tank. Mm-hmm. Yep. Burr. That's all. <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah. Gone. Oh, and we just paying homage here. How about the uh, the five Russians that told the Russian warship, "Go fuck yourself." Just staring down 16-inch oh, no, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That is fake news. Oh, is that it? Is fake news. It is fake news. 
it was more like um i think like 80 some uh ukrainian soldiers and one of them told the russian warship go fuck yourselves and then those 80 some ukrainian soldiers subsequently surrendered no oh, wow that's what really happened there mm-hmm. although I, it's a great story <laughs> Not true. And this is what's pissing me off about all this propaganda. Like, a lot of these cool stories that we see and hear, uh, the picture of Zelensky with his flak jacket on and a rifle, that was like a couple years ago. That's not a photo. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing and, and sucks, but it's not true. Uh, well, I didn't know that about. I thought that one was a true story that they told them to go fuck themselves. I did see a video last night of, I believe it was a Turkish ship that was, uh, it was a resupply ship and a Russian warship was asking for resupply and refuel and they were denied. And the Russians replied and said, let's keep politics out of this. We need refueled. And they said, no, you don't understand. We are not refueling you. You should call a Russian supply ship. We refuse. And they signed off by saying, go fuck yourself. So I don't know if that's true or not, but I fucking hope it is because they can go fuck themselves. Especially like that. I mean, they're not doing hardcore war right now you know they that doesn't carry over if it's an emergency kind of thing that's when that part of the war goes into effect i don't know what you call hardcore war but there's artillery flying back and forth yeah that's a little bit more than small arms fire that's hardcore war we're just a a a sea here away from Thousands of civilians being murdered by Putin's forces. We're establishing no-fly zones now, and who, where, what, who is? I've been hearing. Well, Ukraine is uh, no-fly zone right now, except for that one ghost of Kiev. Enforced by who? Well, there's no civilian air travel going over, but. there are talks of establishing a no-fly zone over top of Ukraine and getting enforced. There are talks of it. I don't know about the West. I I don't think the West is going to do a no-fly zone over Ukraine unless things get significantly worse. Uh, and even, I hate to say this, but I support Joe Biden on this. Joe Biden's administration says, no, we are not declaring a no-fly zone. That would be absolute America versus Russia war. Because we would have to enforce that no-fly zone with our own planes and our own soldiers, and we would be shooting down Russian planes. That's fucking world war. That's world war. What's going on now is a conflict between two countries. It's not right. It's evil. Fuck Putin. And I'm behind the Ukrainians all the way, but I, as far as I know, they're they're 
isn't and won't be a no a no fly zone instituted by the West and it and it reinforced by the West. Unless Putin starts using like fucking tactical nukes or something on in the on the battlefield, which could happen. It could happen, I think. Let's not speculate, okay? We I didn't say nuclear war. I didn't say he's gonna be sending uh, ICBMs across the world. I said I tactical nukes on the battlefield. I get it, small tactical nukes there. But it's still speculation. We don't know what he's going to do. Um, it's not World War Three. We're not looking at World War Three right now. We're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're also not looking at a madman, a lunatic who is unhinged. Uh, that's a dangerous miscalculation on everybody's part of Vladimir Putin. Uh, the man is calm, cool, collected, calculating. Um, he's not somebody you want to underestimate by calling him unhinged and a lunatic. Correct. He's obviously not. No. But now we're getting into the territory of a rerun of episode one <laughs> of our podcast. Yeah. yeah, we can move on from that. You're fine. I, I think and we're supposed to be doing lighthearted stuff anyways, guys. Yeah. That's true. Well, it's it, hard to be lighthearted when, you know, let's be honest, it is hard on. to be lighthearted in, in the face of the dumb and evil and and just outright hedonistic ways of our society these days. It's just, it weighs on a body. It really does. It weighs on a body's conscience and it weighs on a body's mental health. That's why I've got yep. this here. Tucking Reds, not B-word whiskey because it wasn't made in Kentucky, but it tastes just like it. <laughs> That's right. It cannot be bourbon if it wasn't made in Kentucky because it's all about the water source. Good scotch is made in Scotland. Champagne is made in France. And bourbon is made in Kentucky. Right. Sour mash is made in Tennessee. Sour mash. Nice. Now you've all been educated. Well, you're a... It's beacon of information there. <laughs> it's all about the water source. While we're uh, on the subject of alcohol, we were hauling away some barley today. Some was going to a malter to be malted and turned into beer. And, uh, Man, the alcohol business is really good to farmers. I mean, fuck yeah, it are. I uh, these craft beers. I'm not a craft beer fan, but I tell you what, I support you all for drinking them craft beers, and you should drink some more because the price keeps going up, baby. The price keeps going up. Hell yeah, it does. Yeah. 
the uh, the alcohol business has been doing great since early 2020. Well, you know, these motherfuckers <laughs> are making money hand over fist. We're like, all depressed. That's we right. are all depressed. We all have mental issues now. Well, that's because we sat around drinking and subscribing to each other's OnlyFans for a year and a half. By the way, thanks for that, Nick, because you got me through a rough time there before my unemployment hit. It's okay. Your OnlyFans got me I went from working 35 hours a week to none. (laughs) And your love of my hairy under regions sustained me. Actually, the true story here is when Joe got laid off for COVID, he went to work on our farm. I did. Two, three weeks you worked there? I don't know how long it was, but I I know Dale about dropped me out of that fucking bucket so many goddamn times. I was ready to get down and throw that chainsaw at him. And what'd you learn about work ethic from the experience that you wanted to go the fuck back to your $35 an hour job? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that and, and, uh, you know, steel chainsaws are fucking stout. You run over one of them, some bitches with a John Deere tractor. It still runs. That was my Dolmar's chainsaw. No, it was a still. It was that little fucking 14-inch still. Oh, that's right. It was his brand new (laughs) chainsaw. And, you know, what? fuck that Dolmar, because it's got that that quick start release thing. Fuck that goddamn thing. I'll put put my Dolmar up against any steel chainsaw in the world right now. I got a pole, and it'll just fucking tear that Dolmar up. A pole, and... Tell you what, we'll get a camping session going this summer, and we'll just fucking try them out. I'm well, game. You know, I'm down for that camping shit. You know, I know Keith is down for it. We've been talking about that shit for months, waiting on the warm weather. So mm-hmm. we're gonna do some test camps yeah. in each other's backyards. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, I live in. And, you know, I got the perfect spot yeah. to in the backyard. I'll tell you what, we'll get the coyote calls out and we'll call in some coyotes and do some coyote hunting too. I'm down. Oh, we need we need Dale's coyote reaper. Oh, we'll get Jimmy up here. We'll get the night vision scope out. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Buddy, if we can get a coyote in close enough for you to peg him with a bow. I was gonna say how close how close do you plan on getting to these coyotes, Keith? You can get really close. You can get, them. you can get them to come in pretty close. If they're I mean, in I've, forty I've, yards, they're done. And I've I've called them into twenty yards. Oh, I'm sure. And missed with an AR. So it's <laughs> hey, okay. And I'm telling you what, I I qualified expert marksman every fucking time I was on the range. So. That's just how it works. That's how she rolls. How it works. Yeah, we uh, get us a little camping trip. We'll do a podcast from the uh, boondocks. Be a good time. Thank mm-hmm. you. Around a real campfire. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, 
So our goal that me and Keith have talked about is something to the effect of doing a uh, a couple test camps in each other's backyards, making sure we got everything we need, everything, you know, our routines down and whatnot. And then, uh, you know, going out somewhere where we put all that to the test. I was thinking disperse camping down in like Red River Gorge and shit like that. And I want to yeah. go down to, um, it's actually uh, far southern Utah, pretty close to the Utah Arizona border to Monument Valley. Ooh. And camp out, out there in the, I believe that is the Sonora Desert there, but. You would know Monument Valley because it's that iconic scene in like every Western shop that they show. It's got mm-hmm. those little tabletop buttes out there. Oh, yeah. It'd be gorgeous. Jesus Christ, you got some high hopes for this summer. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about this summer, but just for an ultimate camp out, Monument Valley. And they say you got to wake up before the sun comes up. So that you're awake and standing there in the desert and, you know, see the night go to day. That's down. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound badass. I know one of my ultimate camping ideas is to go elk hunting. I want to go before I'm 50 and just camp out there in the wilderness for, you know, week. Unless I get I will go. <laughs> no, then... I'm not much of a hunter. I don't. I don't deer hunt. I, I coyote hunt because they're a nuisance. They really are. They'll drag your kids off. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> you know what? Going elk hunting. That one would be fun. Dull sheep. Yeah. Or a grizzly bear. I couldn't do the grizzly bear just because, dude, that's close quarters. It <laughs> oh, is. Man. You better have large caliber and you oh, nerves yeah. of steel right there. I, I would probably shit myself yeah, I'm again speaking I'm back about that. that. Yep. A black yep. bear. Call I'd that do. grizzly bear the Pope and me, Joe Biden, because I'm shitting myself. I'd do a black that's bear, really, though. That'd be the only interesting thing for me to go hunt. I, mean, I, I, know guys, I don't know if I'm going hunting for thrill seeking. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, that kind of thrill. I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, bear That's grease is the it. best, man. That's what the That's what I've heard. But an elk. That'd be incredible. Keith, how far in are we? We are at 47 minutes. Shoo. Oh, nice. We are hitting past nice. where we had on episode one, but just barely. Yeah, I think that was 43 something. Yep. Oh. You know, I've been drinking all night ever since. Uh, I don't know. I've been drinking for several hours. Didn't get a buzz. That hard? Is it that hard to math after drinking? 
Well, it doesn't help that for some reason my computer clock is set to 3.16 a.m. I don't know why. Keeps doing that. It's 8.16 a.m. when she wakes up. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Nick, you are not allowed to say on our podcast. I'm just hoping you feel the same as me. Such a good song. On the sidewalk <laughs> with the dog, you're right last night. I was at home. Okay, we're going <laughs> to infringe on copyright here in a little bit. <laughs> That's right, Nick's cool. no, I've been I've been drinking for hours. been drinking for hours, and I find this already the second episode in. I can drink all day long. But as soon as we get on this podcast, I start getting shit faced. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's our new theme for a podcast: How drunk can Joe get? <laughs> we gotta wait you know till I we do with that. the video version, so that we can also walk around and see how, how much stumbling yeah. we can do. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah. Just like drunken history with Joe. <laughs> drunken yeah. possibility. Oh, there's a topic we can talk about. Netflix is getting rid of the next generation. They've been slowly phasing out Star Trek for years. And it was a while ago when they dropped Discovery and Voyager. And nobody really liked them anyways. Nobody we just fucking figured, cares. Of course, nobody wants those I like rounds. Discovery, man. But the original series, The Next Generation, and Deep Space Nine are the core of the series. It really is. That's the mm-hmm. lifeblood of it. That's what created all of us Trekkies. And Netflix is just throwing it to the wind. Now, I don't entirely blame Netflix here. I don't want to badmouth them because Paramount came along and, you know, they kind of own Star Trek. So. You can get it all through Paramount. But I don't see a reason to keep Netflix without Star Trek. There's nothing there. I will agree with you on that. Because there have been several times in recent memory where I was like, you know what, I'm fucking sick of Netflix and their bullshit. I want to cancel them. They keep up in their prices. They got this woke bullshit with the fucking little kids acting like whores and all kinds of stuff. But, man, they got in the next generation of DS9, so. And honestly, I actively kept Netflix for my stepson, Donovan. And when I went to watch either of the two, Next Generation, or Deep Space Nine, I would watch it on Amazon. Just because I'm like, I'm not, no, I'm not watching it on Netflix. I'll watch it on Amazon. And then Amazon got rid of both of them. I mean, for Amazon Prime, anyways. Yeah. You would have had to buy the episodes or the seasons. No, No, I'm not doing that. So... I've had to resort to Netflix and to hear they're getting rid of that shit. It might break me. It might ruin my family. 
to get rid of Netflix. Because that's the only thing I watch on Netflix. The only thing I watch really on Netflix now, since I got rid of that, or getting ready to get rid of Next Generation, is Stargate SG-1. I need to get into that. Uh, I'm, I'm starting on it. It's fascinating, but man... The Air Force in me is just hating those uniforms. Hating them. Yeah, true that. The only time my uniform was ever that sloppy was the first time they issued me a uniform at boot camp. By the way, thanks for your service, man. Yeah, thank you for the support, but there's a lot of others that need the support much more than I do. There's a lot of veterans out there who need our help. Amen to that. You ain't shitting. I know. I tried to join every branch, but because I had asthma, and they found out that I had asthma, they're like, yeah, fuck you. I'm like, dude, let me clean a toilet. I don't care. Yeah. Hire me somehow. Yep. That's right. Well, guys, do you yeah. guys want to call it for this episode? And I think that's been a pretty long one. Definitely want to start off saying thank you, everyone that's watching it, and anyone that will watch it, listen to it, whatever you want to call that verbiage. In there. Keith, you want to real quick go over uh, the mediums by which people can listen and yeah, man, and and. So, get exposed. so we have our podcast uh, currently on Spotify. We also have it coming shortly to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, and we're also going to go um, through our main hosting, which is Red Circle. Um, then we also share this on YouTube as well, if I haven't said that already. And then also I have posted it on Rumble. We all over the place. And we just created a Patreon uh, that you can get behind the scenes and stuff like that. And then also a raw live stream that we're going to start recording and probably the next few episodes. Little extra content and all that jazz. And we'll have little videos and shit posting and then eventually I know at least on my TikTok and shit and I'm Instagram and all that jazz and we'll start promoting it harder. So harder. 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 I'd be promoting this on my Facebook, but I'm stuck <laughs> in the gulags. <laughs> Maybe it's a little better that you didn't then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, how about you break those ties? Break those ties for legal purposes. <laughs> we should go on one of the chans on freaking the dark web and start promoting it too. Be like, here. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. That's a good way to get the FBI looking at you. <laughs> As if they aren't already. I've been banned sixteen fucking times. <laughs> oh man well cool yeah we're uh sign off here do you guys want to say anything else before we kick off 
Thanks for watching. Uh, let us know how you like it. Yeah. Yeah, we're not reading the comments, but go ahead and let us know. Um, thanks for joining us on Campfire, a podcast with Nick, Joe, and Keith. Later. Deuces.